guys, Pyguy Rules here, and welcome to the Reboot Revival Rehash Cast. I am here with, as always, my co-host, Monsters Review. Yo. And we are here with a very special guest from around the globe, Cosmodor. Hey, hey, how Our are you? first international guest. Ooh, yeah. First guest that isn't <laughs> in our time zone. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I wonder if that might prove to be a problem. <laughs> no, oh no. Uh-uh. Of course not. It no, would no. never. Listen, we're professionals here. I don't think I don't <laughs> think I've ever actually had to coordinate with something with someone who's six hours difference. Like my, I, you know, I, I game sometimes with a friend that's like in the in the middle of the U.S. and that's like an hour difference. And so if we mess that up, it's not a huge deal. It, you mm. know, if if we lose something in translation between us and you, then that means that we're recording six hours before me and Monsters thought we were about to record. <laughs> Dude, the last time I was on a podcast, uh, we were recording at, at I think, 4 p.m. your time, which would be, uh, I'm not sure, I think it's midnight my time. It might have been even later, so we were recording until 3 a.m., oh. and oh. I was just done afterwards. I, I don't <laughs> think I even was able to, like, form coherent sentences during that podcast. No. I don't even recall recording it. Oh, no. so, so, so much for that. It just blanked out. Oh, yeah. man. It's just uh, a blank space in my mind. <laughs> this is the earliest that me and Monsters have ever recorded our podcast. Yeah. So if maybe, yeah. maybe we'll be a little more energetic. I basically woke them up. They will still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. We, we've got a good show for you guys today. Uh, we got a little bit of news as usual. We got stuff we're going to talk about that we watched in the past week. Got some questions. And then the the main feature we have here is that all of us watched Reanimated and at least one episode of Out of Jimmy's Head. And if you don't Parts know what Network's Magnum Opus, yeah, if you don't know what those <laughs> things are, I, I was I was surprised in the Discord like how few people knew what this was or like had actually seen this. I, I guess it's because it's now what like ten years old, <laughs> over ten years mm. old. There are people that could 12. be watching our videos that weren't born when Reanimated came out. That's mm -hmm. scary. No. How, why is that scary? Why does that scare Just you, monsters? Of, it's not scary for them because they didn't have to witness it. But. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah. witness? They didn't get to experience witness the greatness. It. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's scary that like one day you could just be living your life and have no clue that this exists. And then, you know, some some jerk on a podcast is like, hey, by the way, we're going to do this next week. And then you look it up and then you you experience the horror all at once. But this the reanimated aired on Cartoon Network a decent amount from my memory. Like, right. this wasn't a one and done. Out of Jimmy's head, however, that disappeared pretty fast. That that one didn't get a lot of reruns. Some of it's yeah. even lost. Yeah, it's lost media, I think. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> want to get ahead of myself here, but uh, I think Reanimated made it outside the States, but um, any of the CN Real shows never did so here, either in Europe or any anywhere outside the US and maybe Canada. You didn't and have uh, Andrew WK telling you how great live action was <laughs> and how cartoons are the old ways? No, no. <laughs> I never had a childhood. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, I didn't right. even have cart. I didn't even have Cartoon Network. What? And, yeah. I wonder what the German translation for "destroy build destroy" is, or dude, what would happen? Zerstöre, baue, zerstöre. All right. So, um, yeah, we also have a Discord. If you don't know, uh, there'll be a link down in the description. Join it. Add some comments. Send us questions. Send us news articles. Uh, we've got some suggestions here that we, we've taken from people on there. If you want to be interactive, do that. Yeah. All right. Do it. So 
we have uh, our first segment here is what we watched in the past week. Now, I'll start. Uh, I promised that I would watch Ben 10 Race Against Time, the, the live action <laughs> Ben 10. I didn't. Um, <laughs> and I... I Listen, I I wanted to get to Alien Force. Uh, I will probably be watching that for next week's podcast. But um, I watched Alien Force instead, the the first uh, seven or eight episodes. And uh, if you don't know, this is the Ben Ten. This is the first Ben Ten spinoff, uh, aside from I guess the the live action movie. If you want to consider that a spinoff, um, but this is the first one, and it's very different from the original Ben Ten. And I, as a kid, it put me off a lot. But as an as an adult now watching it, I'm actually really appreciating how much more mature it is. Like, in the first six episodes, um, it, it kind of contains its own little arc. And from there, I hear it gets a little less story arc driven. But it has a pretty solid one in the first six episodes where Grandpa Max is missing. Like, a core element of the first series is missing. Uh, ben now has to put the Omnitrix back on. He removed it at some point off screen. And... Um, and then they find one of Grandpa's old plumber buddies who says that Grandpa was on the trail of something big. And Ben and Gwen follow that, and they run into Kevin, who's dealing arms. We don't find out how he escaped the Null Void. Maybe maybe we will later. But, um, but yeah, no, it's really interesting. Characters die. Like, there's an alien that dies. Like, a, he's a character. He dies in, the, in, like, the second episode. That's interesting. Ben is... Not- noticeably more mature like he, they the yeah. show actually does a good job at showing how like he is mature it's not just like well he's a different character now it sets up that he's mature i think honestly when i was a kid i didn't watch the first two episodes that kind of set up the show i don't know how or why but like i think i missed those and then just seeing ben and gwen older and kevin's a part of their team and grandpa max isn't there it's just kind of like weird and confusing if you watch it from like the midpoint or maybe i saw season three i don't know (laughs) season three from what i understand is pretty bad but no the uh the first few episodes of that show are they do a really good job of setting up this more mature show that's got better action to be honest um the animation isn't it's not as lively as in the first series, but the action is actually better. I think because the characters are older, they can have them be thrown around and hit a little bit more than 10-year-old Ben and Gwen. Um, <laughs> the most the most interesting thing, I think, the funniest thing is they retcon... So are you guys both familiar with the original Ben 10? No. Yeah. No? Oh, okay. no? No. Sorry. Right. No, it's okay. Um, Alien Force was actually the one I grew up with. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the original, uh, at, at a certain point in the series, Gwen... She gets a talisman and she can she's lucky, and then later she gets a spell book and she can do magic. Now in Ben 10, magic is magic. It's literally magic. She can do any number of things. It's not like there's no rules to it. Sometimes she's yeah. creating an air force behind her to to jet jettison Ben and her into the air. Sometimes she's doing a spell that will um I like I don't know, shoot a blast at someone. Like it's it's whatever. <laughs> in Alien Force, they retcon this hard. So now Gwen um is part alien. I mean, they're all they're Grandpa Max got freaky with an alien. Ben, ben and Gwen are like the great offspring of an alien, and Gwen's magic is just alien powers. Except now her magic is only pink energy, so yeah. it's not consistent at all with the first series. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, I don't know. I I kind of like that because the the thing that bugged me about Ben Ten the original is that. It wasn't as alien-focused as you'd think. They tried to throw in everything from, like, here's a mythological creature, here's a kraken, here's, an, here's a robot weather machine. Like, they did all of this stuff, and yet 
it seems like the focus would be on aliens and the aliens were the best villains and the best characters and the most interesting thing about the first series uh but they didn't focus on it enough and alien force goes full oh god i don't want to make this pun goes full force with the aliens (laughs) 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 i'm sorry um and that's really cool the dn aliens are are these really interesting recurring aliens that want to i think make like a genocide of all other races um and they have these masks that can disguise them as humans like they're they're more interesting than a lot of the villains on Ben 10. And those are just like the first antagonists. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really enjoying Alien Force thus far. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to get further into it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cosmo, did you watch anything this week that you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, just today, actually, I watched a Netflix movie. I just randomly selected because it looked cool. It's called Next Gen. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the poster, it, it kind of looks like a ripoff of Big Hero 6. And it sort of is in some ways because um, it features a robot that very much looks like Baymax. And um, it features this sort of punk girl, rebelish main character. And um, it's basically just a robots taking over the world plot. It works fine enough as it is, but I really liked the action and much of the animation in that movie. And uh, was planning to do a review on it, actually. And the same day, Rebel Taxi uploaded a review on it. And oh. I did not... I was way ahead of the curve because I haven't seen any reviews on it. But then he sort of, like, took that away from me. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm not doing that anymore. Um, but it's interesting because it's actually based on a Rage comic that was released in China. What? And I don't, I don't, I don't know how Netflix came into this, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but I guess they decided. Oh yeah, Rage Comics—they're all in this year. They're <laughs> super hip with the kids. They're putting emojis in movies now. What what can we put in our movies? <laughs> <laughs> Next, the Nine Cat movies happening. I mean, we we did get Slender, so it wouldn't oh, surprise me. <laughs> like five years too late. It looks yeah, like there's a. It looks that. like there's a a winky face on the robot's costume. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and it's it's funny, I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but um, at one point in the movie, something happens to the robot uh, where he has to make a big decision in life. And the way they show it is with this huge epic and sort of ominous music. And all that's happening is he gets a smiley face. <laughs> Rar XP. So he, he only had eyes before and now he has a mouth. Cool. Now that's character <laughs> development. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, overall it was cool um i worked on a video on jimmy two shoes so i i watched much of that show oh i remember that show on on disney xd yeah disney yeah. xd jetix uh teletoon was all over wow. the place but then i haven't heard that in such a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well is it is it how do you like did you watch it originally or did you like watch it for the first time recently i did watch it before but i didn't have any recollection of it because uh i watched it abroad because like i said i didn't have cartoon network or teletoon so basically all we got is uh, what made it outside the states and was easy to acquire and jimmy two shows i guess wasn't popular enough so it never got localized (laughs) or at least i didn't catch the reruns of it and uh so i never knew what the name was but now uh that i watched it i think it was the show i watched maybe one or two maybe more episodes of but yeah, I, I never knew the name, and uh, it was basically a new experience for me. Nice. But I think I would have liked it as a kid. I don't yeah. get uh, the hate some people give this show. 
Isn't that right. a Canadian import? Yeah, it is. I don't have anything else to add to the conversation. <laughs> I never saw it. Um, I've seen the theme song a few times. It's it's about like a happy kid or something. Yeah. Did Did you see the first or the second theme song? Do you know? Um, I don't mm. know. It's just a kid running around and he's happy. What do you mean? Do you not know your Jimmy Two Shoes trivia? <laughs> no, I I only have room for one Jimmy in my life, and his last name is Roberts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's, oh no! No 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 no! Right, that's the name. <laughs> now that's the name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> Wish I had. Right. Uh, Monsters. Did you watch anything this week? Yeah. Um. So. Pike, I remember how a couple weeks ago we talked about a particular Netflix cartoon that was very derivative. Planet Sheen? Uh, totally. <laughs> no. Um, Disenchantment. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Um, well, there's another one that I discovered. Uh, it just came out, and it's called Paradise PD. Oh, um, no. Dude. And it, it's from the people that made Brickleberry on Comedy Central. <laughs> and listen, like... I I consider Brickleberry a guilty pleasure of mine because listen the art's horrible the animation's <laughs> not good, uh, but I just personally found it very funny. But this show is more than just a spiritual successor. Like I only watched two episodes, so I'm I'm not going to consider myself an expert on it. But listen to this. So in Brickleberry, it's like park rangers. In this, it's a police force. And listen <laughs> listen to these parallels. There's a chief who's voiced by Tom Kenny. There's a noob that's voiced by David Herman. There's an obese LGBT character, an attractive female, a Tolkien African-American character, a devious anthropomorphic animal voiced by a comedian, and a group of hillbillies. So, considering the fact that the character lineup is pretty much exactly the same as Brickleberry, like, that's just more than a coincidence. Um, and not to mention, these characters are only, pretty much can only be summarized by uh, a small handful of traits so they're not complex either they're very much uh, trope and stereotype based so i hope it fleshes out i hope it's less like brickleberry one thing i can say is it's very raunchy i feel like it's a lot more gross uh and a lot more vulgar than brickleberry was maybe because brickleberry was for tv you're really then, selling me on this <laughs> and then paradise pd is for netflix and i haven't found it as funny as I thought Brickleberry was. Oh. Um, but, you know, if we want to torture ourselves sometime down the line in the future, we can, you know, compare Brickleberry and Paradise PD. Oh, Is man. This... Uh, I hope you continue watching it because I watched all <laughs> I of it. I hope I don't. <laughs> I, I watched all of it. it it's uh, I hate myself for saying this, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen Brickleberry, though? Yes. Yes. Hmm. I, I watched all of Brickleberry. <laughs> what do you think of it? Um... Considering I watched all of it, I, I didn't mind it as a kid. I, I don't think I would think about it the same now. But when I was like 15, 16, yeah, that was that was. Cool. I dig Brickleberry. Yeah, I digged it. <laughs> I dug it. And uh, Parad it, it gets better. Paradise PD has, because it's a Netflix show, it has to have some sort of plot. Um, right. So that the, the comes, maybe with the fourth episode, fourth or fifth episode, uh, you get the feeling that it has some narrative. Okay. Or maybe even at the end of the first episode. Uh, so that gets brought up later. And I, I think oh, it gets a little... Yeah. yeah, it gets a little deeper. And it gets a lot more referential than Brickleberry was. Right, because um, Brickleberry didn't have a lot of continuity, if not any. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, there's even some character development. So they did their homework. 
Cool. Is this is this going to be a running thing, Monsters, where every time that you pick the episodes that we're going to talk about on the show, I, I, I don't <laughs> want to watch. I, I wasn't crazy about Camp Laszlo, and now you're like, oh, yeah, let's do these shows that are definitely well, not my... at least my... I, I like Camp Laszlo. This, I, I don't even know, like, how I feel about it yet. Mostly mm. negative stuff, but... Okay. What, what did it... you think of Disenchantment, though? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. you, you can go back and watch that podcast from, like, uh, two or three weeks ago. We're not opening that can of worms again. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I didn't know you talked about it. Sorry. We did. We 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 uh, we spent a long time talking about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, long, time. Uh, long, cynical, cynical time. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> the other thing is, I thought when you were bringing this up, I thought you were going to mention that, uh, what's it called? Is it, like, Pacific Heat or something? The show that's not Archer? That that you see on Netflix, like advertised. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know what, what you're that talking show's about. Called. It's got I mean, like the... they made a show called Moonbeam City too. That's yeah, like that's it. That... Fairly similar to Archer. Or no, that's not it. That's the one that aired on Comedy uh, Central. Or was it Comedy Central or FX? It was on Comedy Central, and then okay. Archer was on FX. Right, right. But there's another one that's just it's. Is it? I don't know. I don't remember the name, but it's it's like got Archer's style in terms of both art and like comedy, and it's weird anyway hmm. all right so that's that's the segment <laughs> it's got a 17 on rotten tomatoes Ooh, well, paradise God. pd no pacific heat <laughs> oh it is it is called pacific heat i did remember yeah awesome okay good job <laughs> netflix you made a thing <laughs> so next up we have a news story and this is about something i'm sure you guys can relate to a lot uh right now <laughs> totally so apparently Mattel is uh, is making a film studio. Mattel, the owner of Barbie, He-Man, and Hot Wheels. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, the thing about this <laughs> is that, I mean, it's not like we don't have He-Man. I mean, there was a He-Man movie. There's He-Man TV shows. There's been... There's Barbie I'd movies. argue that most kids don't know He-Man. No. Except for, like, the Hey, hey Ya meme. <laughs> oh. And Skeletor, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Barbie. I mean, B- Barbie's had tons of TV movies, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, th- it's mostly been either TV shows, like really low budget TV shows. Like, I actually remember there being a a Hot Wheels CGI show in the late two thousands on Cartoon Network. I don't remember what it was called, um, but yeah, they've had mostly just TV shows or directed DVD movies. So I wonder if this is focusing more on. According theatrics. to the article, the Barbie mm. CG franchise resulted in 36 animated films since 2001. What? Wow. I, w- I would have assumed it was more. Also, because wh- well, whoever- <laughs> there was a time where there were at least two every year. Whoever wrote this article is editorializing like crazy because the next sentence is, but those films are disposable cash grabs aimed at the children's market and arguably don't create much long-term value for the brand. <laughs> Oof. Facts. <laughs> All right, Cartoon Brew, calm down. Um, I mean, they're probably not wrong. I found it funny that when they listed the person that they put in charge of this, I think they're they're labeling him as like an executive producer. But under his credits, it's like Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, Dallas Buyers Club and then children's films? Mm. <laughs> like, I don't really see a correlation. But I don't know what you mean. Maybe he'll do good work. I'm not sure. Explain explain what the Dallas Buyers Club is. Um, it's a Oscar-winning movie about um, a man who has HIV. Oh. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like He-Man. That screams Barbie. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm waiting for Dallas... Dallas Barbie Club. <laughs> uh, well, apparently Robbie is a gifted storyteller and a highly respected filmmaker with 
deep relationships in in entertainment. She is the perfect leader to bring our celebrated brands to life. It's a she. Hmm. So, oh, okay. good job, monsters. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, well, the, the interesting thing here, and I don't know... Yeah, I guess uh, I guess it's just Cartoon Brew again mentioning this, but it's funny that they mentioned that it's like Mattel will take a page from other toy makers like Hasbro's Transformers films and Lego Group's Lego movie franchise. And it's like, there's a pretty big gap in quality between those two and, and yeah. target demographic, really. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's... Well, what are they supposed to do with Hot Wheels? Like, are they going to make it like a like like <laughs> cars? A cars? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yes. Mm. Well, hey, um, wasn't there a Hot Wheels show on Cartoon Network that was CG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There that's what I was talking ones, about, weren't there? I that was at least one. I there was one, and it was CG, and like the villain was like a like a saber guy. He was like a mm. saber toothed tiger kind of thing. It was basically uh, F Zero. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But that no, like that's that's seriously like they were going for like this weird like future where everyone drove like these insane cars on these insane tracks. Deja vu. No, <laughs> I mean I don't like know. Tron or a Speed Racer mixed. Mm. I, th- there could be a. I mean, th- obviously, there's marketability in Barbie, and there's there's things they can draw on to make a Barbie movie. Like either either make it like the Lego Movie and kind of like satirize everything and parody the legacy and all that sort of thing, or do it more straightforward. I'm just surprised they need a separate division for this because, like you said, we already had all those Barbie films, and um, I think, yeah, like Hot Wheels. I don't think they'd need a separate division for that. Mm. And I'm assuming the the direct to DVD films work just fine. So why change it up now? It's just surprising to me. According to Turnbrew, those were those were low quality trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not yeah. sure why, but. Like I haven't, I haven't read too much into this, but for some reason I keep thinking about this, and then the Jim and the Holograms movie that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no! I'm assuming they they're just trying to capitalize upon nostalgia with these movies and attract new kids with these direct to DVD films, hmm. because those are not as easy to market. We skimmed over the most important franchise in here. They also own Thomas and Friends. So, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. gonna mm-hmm. gonna make that movie and meme it up. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, voiced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Thomas the <laughs> Dank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh my god! They need to. They need to. They need to have a uh, song crossover mis- with Marshmallow or Dead Mouse. <laughs> Yeah, I can just imagine all of the the cross promotion and loads of celebrity cameos and celebrity voice cast. Like I can just see it in my head already. Yeah. Wait, wait hang on. The last uh, paragraph. Eric Andre needs to voice a character. <laughs> the, the last paragraph is uh, the first projects. Let's see. According to Bloomberg, a new live action Barbie feature is expected to be one of the first projects produced through New Mattel Films. Uh, as well as a film based on He-Man and Master of the Universe. Okay, that's obvious. Mattel has mm. previously been working with Sony Pictures on a live-action Barbie pick to star Amy Schumer and then Anne Hathaway. But the project Amy was Schumer as Barbie? Yeah, that's not going to invite just uh, a wonderful no. internet. It's not like her type of humor blends with children's entertainment very well. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's scrapped. It's okay. So the... Yeah. What I'm assuming is they want to get away from that image that Barbie dolls are disproportionate and don't portray a realistic image of what a woman should look like. 
and uh, instead going in the opposite direction. Now Barbie dolls need to be obese. <laughs> we <laughs> well, need to portray a whole new generation through these dolls. I mean, if this means a whole franchise of just like, you know, I don't need no man. I'm an action girl. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, oh God. And then she just beats up Ken. <laughs> uh, it's just a, uh, it's just a My remake kid. of the Powerpuff Girls reboot episode. The, uh, what's it called? It's like uh, Once Upon a Townsville. The, the lumberjack guy. No, Once Upon a Townsville. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, no! I, I'm assuming they are just gonna kill off Ken. <laughs> just kill him <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, On screen by no, Amy Schumer. Ken's Ken, Ken's gonna be the. Uh, he'll be like the. What do they call it? Uh, queer baiting, right? They'll make him seem oh, gay, yeah. but they won't actually mm-hmm. make him gay because they can't do that. Weren't but they a couple right. before? Well, no, Ken'll <laughs> just be like her, like live-in roommate who, who like, <laughs> I don't know. I could see, like, I could honestly see platonic. them doing that, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like in Toy Story three, where he just shows up <laughs> at one point in the movie and just stays in his house. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I guess that means that these characters are not appearing in Toy Story four. Oh man, <laughs> that's the biggest loss that in all sucks. of this, right? Yeah. Who, who else is going to help them find Bo Peep? Toy Story Four, the least anticipated sequel in recent years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, in general, this news is not. Uh, I'd say this is pretty neutral news. Like, there could be some good that comes out of this. I, I don't. I'm not cynical enough to say like, hey, they they want to just because they want to hop on the train that Lego Movie and and Transformers are. That doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to produce quality content. Sure. I'm just trying to think, how would they make a He-Man movie? Like, like the only way that I ever picture He-Man is either in action figure form or in 2D, like, 1980s animation. Monster, so, they like, did. You know that, right? Like, they made a live-action He-Man movie? Yeah, but it was probably, like, Flash Gordon crappy. Like, like mm. really bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying, like, you can, you can represent the character. You just need a really muscle-bound guy. But the thing is, like, it, it looks very much like a product of its time, so I wonder if they... If they'd kind of do like a like a Jumanji and spice it up with some with some recent stuff or or try to, you know, make it a love letter to the time in which it was created. I could see it being where it's like He-Man is like it's like some nerdy teenager and his alter ego is He-Man. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. Freakazoid that <laughs> like <laughs> I'm surprised they went with the um, live action movie first and didn't do a He-Man go or something before. <laughs> oh no! Don't give oh, them no. ideas. If the Shira show is successful, Cartoon Network might like try to hop on that and get He Man. Oh, definitely, uh, yeah. Right. You'll have you'll have the Shira show that's actually like good and like has interesting art and animation, and then He Man will be looking like Thundercats go, <laughs> and then they'll do a crossover, and it'll just be like, what is going on? Uh, <laughs> then, all hey, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll finally make sense. <laughs> oh, you know that you know that would be in a He-Man movie. You know they would oh, like for sure. joke about it or something. I mean, if they have any good like comedic sense, right. that's going to be the title track. That's going to be there. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Or honestly, they I could see I could see them going with like the Alvin and the Chipmunks Smurf style, where it's like it's it's a like a little cgi he-man or something like mm-hmm. like yeah. a boy has an action figure that's he-man and he's like i wish i could but be that's like weird, you but <laughs> that's weird because he-man's like a person whereas yeah. like the, the smurfs and the chipmunks are like not yeah but you, you just said he doesn't really look like a person he's because he's so muscle bound and weird and like 80s they need to get arnold schwarzenegger i know that he's like 70 but <laughs> I mean, my, my Hero Academia is very popular right now. Maybe it's uh, gonna be like that, where He-Man isn't actually He-Man and it can only transform at certain times. 
And so they <laughs> like were with some super skinny actor, and then yep. he transforms back into Arnold Schwarzenegger. A seventy-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> just, just get Chris Evans and reuse the uh, the footage from Captain America one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, one last thing. Now that we brought up um, the Mattel uh, uh, like film division and all that, whatever happened to the Playmobil movie? It's still coming. Is that still happening? Yep, that's a uh, thing. As far as I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that, thanks for depressing us all, Cosmo. I'm glad you yes. added that note. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. We we love ourselves some toy movies. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. So we have uh, we have questions now. Now the first one is just uh, just talking shop here, right? So and monsters, I didn't really run this by you, so I have an answer for this, right. and I hope it lines up with yours or not. I mean, either way, I'll okay. I'll just go with whatever I'm thinking. So <laughs> uh, from Christian Goken on our uh, Discord server, he asks, "Would the recast ever tackle anime in the future?" whether it be from one anim- anime series to another similar one, an anime to a cartoon, or one generation of an anime to a- another generation of the same series. And I can tell you right now, yes, 100% will tackle anime, because at the very least, I want to do something with Pokemon. Okay, yeah, no, I'm totally up for that. I thought you were going to say Powerpuff Girls Z. Well, that's that's another <laughs> yeah, one. Me too. Uh, right, no, yeah, I'm, I'd totally be up for that. Yeah, Powerpuff Girls is another idea. But yeah, no, there's that one. There's also um, Full Metal Alchemist had two series, and I've, I've only seen one of them, uh, the first yeah, one. Yeah, there's Brotherhood, and then there's just a regular one. Yeah, I and think. I hear that there's like a lot of really interesting comparisons, because it's the same subject material, aside from the ending, but it tackles it in very different ways, from my understanding, so I think that would also be another one. Also, if we hate ourselves, we can do Death Note versus live-action Death Note. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I'll take I'll take an excuse to watch like the anime death note again there's a live action attack on titan movie too yeah two of them <laughs> Oof. two of them wow mm. i think i don't so. want to know i don't want to know what that looks like <laughs> the giant naked people in real life did they cg it or are they just like giant people seems like it it's live action with giant as humans i'm not Perfect. sure if it's one or two movies oh yeah yeah it's two of them all right, so yeah, there's there's your answer. Is that we we will definitely be doing at least like one or two anime. I I'm not. I, I've seen some anime. I'm not super versed in it. I don't. Are you monsters? Uh, I I watched it more when I was younger. Not as much now. Mm, I mean, it's not like we can't or we won't. But it, it is definitely not that you have to have a background in it. But it's like I'm just so much more familiar with Western storytelling and animation, and so like I know a lot of those tropes, and and I'm. I think I'm better at analyzing and talking about it. I'm not as well versed. Although Pokemon, like it's like I grew up watching that, so that shouldn't be hard. And Pokemon, I f- I feel like Pokemon is very, at least the dub is very Western of an anime. Like I feel like it doesn't have as many of the strict anime tropes as a lot of other things do because Pokemon is so popular literally everywhere that it has to be like generic enough that everyone can get it. I guess you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, no, I do. All right, so our next question and this is for everyone, is from Norbert from our Discord server, and he says, here's a question I've asked a few times that I'd like your guys' opinion on. Do you think Nickelodeon is focusing too much on their revivals? Do you think these constant revivals they've, they've been doing, such as the Jungle Movie, Static Cling, and the revived Double Dare, Rugrats, Chris Explains It All, etc., are hurting Nickelodeon or overshadowing their original content? Mm. I, I think... The main problem is that they don't focus on their original prog- uh, programs enough. 
Um, I don't think the revival stuff is interfering with that. That's just a core problem uh, all the new shows have. Harvey Beaks and uh, with the reviving of TMNT and all that. And it sort of gets overshadowed by all the revivals they do on top of that because they aren't confident enough in making up new stories and rather just rely on rehashing old stuff. If it works, it's fine. I'm still excited for the new Rugrats season. I'm still looking forward forward to the Invader Zim movie. And for example, uh, Rugrats I didn't grow up with. And so I for me, it's just another season. And uh, most of their core audience doesn't know about these uh, franchises anyway. And so they know that if they re revive it now, they can both rely on nostalgia and get a new audience on board with it. And so as long as the quality is still on par with what we were used to, I don't really care for it. As long as it doesn't overshadow any of the other franchises they might uh, now start off with on top of that. Well, yeah, see, I I think I agree with you. I, uh, I, like, I feel like it's not necessarily that the the reboot stuff is getting too much attention. It's just the fact that Nickelodeon is always, always bad and, like, just never does promoting of things that aren't just immensely popular already. Like, Nickelodeon knows that this stuff is right now making bank for them, so they're pushing it hard. And I feel like the thing about it is all this revival stuff, most of it, it's not even on Nickelodeon. Like, it's not like the kids the kids are having their stuff interfered with by this old content they don't care about because a lot of it, you know, it's on Verve. It's on uh, the Nick Splat, the late night block. It's on, you know, their Twitter where they're promoting it. It's it's elsewhere. Like, the the reboot movies, and I mean, I guess the reboot series of, like, uh, Rugrats is going to be on main Nickelodeon. But other than that, a lot of this other stuff, it's, it's kind of supplemental and it's aimed in such a way that it's not really interfering. It's just the case of Nickelodeon not promoting their stuff like they never do it, unless it's spongebob or the loud house it's just like it's we don't care it's like we'll give it maybe an initial push right when it comes out and then we'll hang it up and if it doesn't do an immediate amazing success you, who cares like it will we'll burn the rest of the series over the course of a year and never talk about it again right and i mean this might be a bit of a controversial opinion but i feel like if anything i think in terms of their revivals particularly, I think they've been putting them on the back burner because the the only one that we've really seen besides the, the Double Dare uh, revival was the Jungle movie. And because there's been a lot of confusion surrounding Static Kling and the Invader Zim movie because Joe Murray doesn't even know himself when it's coming out. Right. So like, you know. Yeah, it says 2018 and it's, I mean, we're in September. We don't have an, a release date. Right. Yeah. We're well into September. I mean, it's... Uh... And watch watch a release date come out the day after we record this right before it goes up. But <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I I agree with you, monsters. Like it's it's a lot the thing is about a lot of this is that it's still an unknown. Like we're not like Cartoon Network where we've now had three or four revivals, like back to back to back, and we kinda know how they do things. With Nickelodeon, it's been a lot of announcements, not a lot of actually things coming out yet. And that yeah. might be that might be a problem in and of itself because it might be that Nickelodeon is is in 2019 gonna just explode with all this stuff. We're gonna they'll push the the static cling back and it'll be in 2019, and then we'll get the Zim movie a few months later, and then Rugrats is coming back, and then you know like uh, Double Dare will still be going on. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring back Legends of the Hidden Temple. They did as a movie, didn't they? I, I keep yeah. forgetting about that. But maybe they'll bring back the game show because that, that's popular. 
Like, and we'll also get It's a Wonderful Sponge. Yep. Is that a revival? No, no, it's the third movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay. No. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was confused for a second. No, it's okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, it's it's... I think it's a case of we don't quite know yet what exactly the deal is. It's been just a lot of announcements. But I don't think it's overshadowed it in the sense that, like, they've given it too much promotion. I just don't think that Nickelodeon... I think that Nickelodeon knows it's good, and so they'll promote it, and then they don't care about the other stuff. Because, like, before they were doing this reboot stuff, like, what were they doing? Promoting SpongeBob in the Loud House. Like, right. did you see a promo mm-hmm. for, like, I don't know, Pig, Goat, goat Banana Cricket? No. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, you know, how about, um, what was it, uh, Pinky Blinky that was, like, released as a pilot, like, a year, a few years ago that was on their, uh... Isn't that on Netflix now? It is now. It's supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they didn't care about that for years, and then they threw it up on, like, you know, Nickelodeon, it's just kind of their M.O. And, I mean, the, the, the thing also is that they recently did change, um, executives. Like, they changed people up at the top, so their strategy in the past may not be the strategy going forward. So, it's it's a big gray area, I think. I don't. I just don't understand what they benefit from this, from announcing something and then not releasing it. Because as long, um, the longer they wait with it, the more casual viewers will just forget about it. And as soon as they then release it, it won't be in time for them to advertise it enough. Uh, it's the same with the Adventure Time finale, which enough yeah. people watched, but I feel like it could have been hyped up even more had they just like taken maybe half a year to announce it gradually. Um, but Nickelodeon still does an even worse job at that than Cartoon Network. I mean, I almost wonder if it is some sort of like deliberate attempt, like like in, because uh, I I see what you mean. I mean, like Static Cling was announced with the Jungle movie, and the Jungle movie is about to be a year old. Yeah, like, but maybe it's a case of maybe they know. Maybe maybe it's not actually about getting people to care and watch these reboots. Maybe it's just about getting news on Nickelodeon, talk on Nickelodeon a focus back on them in the spotlight. And then even if they don't watch whatever's being promoted, they're still come back to Nickelodeon or they'll still care about Nickelodeon for one reason or another. Yeah. Every single time one of these announcements is made, it goes trending on every single social media site with people, you know, hundreds of thousands of people going, Oh, I remember this show or, Oh, I hope it doesn't suck. And you know, (laughs) well, that's, that's what, that's what I think the Rugrats announcement was 100% because they had nothing to show. It was basically just, Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do a movie period like end of sentence but but tons of people i mean i covered that news tons of people covered that news tons of people were talking about tons of people cared and will those same people care by the time the show comes out who knows but they got talking Mm. about nickelodeon maybe they bought some rugrats dvds i don't know but the thing is the static cling movie is already done i think it has been done for a year now and so why not just release it people aren't talking about it anymore at least not casual viewers not no casual fan will wonder hey whatever happened to that movie i don't think at least as long as they don't continue promoting it maybe there's some uh, infighting between nickelodeon and cartoon network because cartoon network wants to announce camp laszlo fun <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's not real you bring up a good point though because the longer it sits sits away the the more interest is lost in it so mm-hmm. also static yeah. cling seems to be a very timely movie so i don't yeah. know like it's about modern social media i mean i don't think cell phones are going away anytime soon but like i don't know man what if there's a joke in there that doesn't play as well in like a year oh do you think they had to change it or rewrite it because one joke didn't work and they continue <laughs> rewriting it and that's why it takes them so long 
I don't know. I wonder if fidget spinners were in the original draft. <laughs> the ice bucket challenge was... <laughs> uh, the Harlem Shake. Oh, goodness. I don't know. Maybe there's a, maybe there's another reason, though. Maybe maybe there's a Rocco series coming, and Nickelodeon wants to firm up like the details of that before they just release this. But it is weird mm. that we don't even have a date. Like that That's what strikes me as weird, is that it's just 2018. Still, it's not even like they came out and said we're delaying it. It's just... 2018 i mean that that kind of happened with the samurai jack revival like that was supposed to be 2016 for the longest time but then it was i think spring 2017 is when it ultimately premiered yeah as long as they still air it as long as it doesn't get lost in the void because that would really suck oh no Um, yeah yeah oh god that would be awful (laughs) that would that would be terrifying to know that a, a company as huge as nickelodeon isn't capable of just releasing it properly um, and even if they did, I, I I fear they might just dump it out within like a week of promotion. Well, maybe maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe it's that they don't know. Because again, I mean, this kind of goes to the question, and this kind of goes to the thing where it's like, thus far, it hasn't been disruptive to the main Nickelodeon network. But maybe there is a fear that if they put too many of these like reboot projects on Nickelodeon itself, it will turn away some of the younger audience or some of the audience that is more attached to their current programming so maybe it's about finding finding a way to release this that works maybe they're trying to figure out if they should just put it up on verve if they should launch a new streaming service just of nickelodeon and like have this as a teaser like there's a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't Hmm. know about that could be going on i'm not saying it is but it could be and i'm not going to speak for every kid when i say this but like at least for me i mean when i was a kid i had a fascination in older cartoons i watched a ton of boomerang Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like some kids are at least interested in some older cartoons. Oh, of course. Uh, but but uh, it's not even that I don't think they'd be interested in older cartoons. It's just that they're attached to whatever's on Nickelodeon right now. And if they, you know, you disrupt that, that could disrupt the viewership numbers. For me, it was always just if the show is good, I'll watch it. Like uh, the network I watched it on, it, it aired alongside Gummy Bears. Uh, <laughs> when did that show come out? 86? No, I, uh, I don't even remember. Well, don't forget, too, this is a TV movie. It's a one-time thing, unless they decide to re-air it constantly. Mm. Mm. I don't I don't know. That's, uh, that's interesting. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think, I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation, honestly, how Nickelodeon handles this. It, it definitely has been very much, I mean, over the past few years, ever since the 90s or all that, that's what started it. Ever since that, it's been... What are you laughing at the name? <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. a name. Uh, it is. Oh man, um, better than Nick Splat. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. I like Whatever. Nick Splat actually. Not the Splat though. The Splat was so much better. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I uh, agree. But yeah, no, it's it's we'll we'll see because really it's just the it's just hey Arnold that's that's it. I mean Double Dare yes, but Double Dare's not it's not in the same category. It's a game show. I mean that's not. I don't know. That's yeah. not big or disruptive. Plus, I feel like it's more of a reboot than it is like a revival. Oh, gosh. Mm. Let's not get into this conversation. <laughs> is it a rehash? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've talked about this stuff. Okay, so next week on the recast, we have two Scooby-Doo episodes. Scooby-Doo and a Mummy 2 from the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And Mummy Scares Best from What's New Scooby-Doo? Coming after you. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if that's the actual right words. <laughs> I think it is. 
the next week know. after that, since by that point there will be a certain SpongeBob video out on my channel, I've decided that we will we will cover an episode from season ten of SpongeBob and an episode from season three. And those I'm episodes, looking forward to that. Yeah, those episodes are SpongeBob Meets the Strangler and The Getaway. I know there are episodes that I probably could have picked that are like a little closer together, but I don't want to say too much else, but those are the episodes we're going to cover. Both are episodes where SpongeBob inadvertently torments a bad guy. Cool. Very Looney Tunes. So yeah, that's what we got coming up in two weeks. Hopefully that episode will do really well for us. But uh, but yeah, so we made Cosmo watch a movie and a TV show. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, we tortured him, essentially. Cosmo, do you want to tell them how I asked if you wanted to do this? <laughs> so what I said on Twitter. Oh, I, I don't even remember. <laughs> I just messaged I, you, and I was like, how far are you willing to hurt yourself oh, for yeah, your fans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and then you didn't reply, and I'm like, oh, oh, no. oh no. I don't I don't know you that well. I don't know your sense of humor. Uh, I hope you understand I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I immediately blocked him. <laughs> essentially <laughs> then i thought to myself hey hey may- maybe maybe he's onto something let's see what this man has to say <laughs> uh so yes this week we are going to be talking about right now uh reanimated the cartoon network mid-2000s live action it's technically a live action animated hybrid but it's not it's a live action movie with a little bit of right. animation in it and an episode of the also mid-2000s Live-action Cartoon Network sitcom with a little animation in it, uh, the episode being Sick Day. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll give the plot synopsis for Reanimated. Basically, uh, it stars Jimmy Roberts, who is a kid with an alien sister, a an astronaut mom, and a, a guidance counselor dad. None of these things are important to anything, just throwing that out there. Uh, the sister being an alien. Oh, we'll get to that. But anyway, he has a weird family. He's shy. He's meek. He's a pushover. The kids in class, including his best friend, are all awful to him. He has to. He goes on a field trip to Golly World, which is a parody of Disney World. He gets hit by a train. He gets a brain transplant with the creator of Golly World, Milt Disney. Milt Apple. Yeah, Milt Appleton. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Milt. <laughs> Because it's Walt, but with the W upside down. He gets a brain transplant, but he's still Jimmy. But now he sees cartoon characters who encourage him to be a jerk and become more confident. And uh, describing this plot is so dumb. That's the that's the <laughs> gist. That's the gist. There's the overall gist. Uh, Cosmo, do you want to describe Sick Day? Um, yeah, so I, I didn't write a synopsis down. But essentially, uh, Jimmy realizes that um, one attraction at Dolly World, which is their version of Disneyland, Disney World essentially, uh, is closing down. And one of his friends, the one he has a crush on, wanted to go there. So they decide, uh, he decides that he will take a sick day off and go on a date with her essentially. And essentially builds a theme park inside his house where they are riding on a roller coaster that gets stuck and so they have to ride the roller coaster for the duration of the day <laughs> yeah 48 hours day. they say 48 yeah. hours, 48 hours. <laughs> there are four people in there by the way um they also have their alien sister and his uh i forgot his the uh, the name of his friend 
Oh, Craig. It's Craig. The, but Craig, the, the Craig, alien yeah. sister's werewolf boyfriend. Yes, yes. You know He's they had to take there. bathroom breaks. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about no. the logistics. Like, what would the human body? What would happen to the human body if you were literally like in that rocking motion for like forty-eight hours? Like your yeah, legs. It wasn't even a well. Oh, they, they'd be closer. long dead without yeah. any fluids. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, but like the mom comes home from space and just sees them going on a roller coaster. <laughs> no, they, they turn into uh, they're all like that gelatinous putty from the end of the Jimmy Neutron episode where he runs too fast. Yeah, they yeah. all just like <laughs> oh, or goodness. at the end of roller coasters where they just don't have a spine anymore. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I guess let's focus the discussion on reanimated first. Um... This movie is awful. Yes. Like it's really bad. So, okay. So I I want we, me and Monsters we got in a call and we watched this together, quote unquote. And we were cracking up through <laughs> definitely the first 10 minutes and then kind of on and off for the rest of it. And here's the thing. This movie is hilarious. But yes. but it's only funny in the worst possible way. It's funny because you cannot believe how stupid this movie is and how random it's like it the is. Room. Y- yes. It only gets laughs because they're shock laughs because you can't believe how poorly made this thing is. And the thing about the shock laughs is that you will never laugh at it the same way again. Like, I, technically, yes, I've seen this movie before, but not in over, like, 12 years. Like, 10, 12 years. So... I feel like if I were to watch it a second time, which I was going to, but I couldn't force myself to do it, I, I feel like I, I would just have a miserable time. Well, I thought, like, the, the poor acting especially, like, most uh-huh. of the live-action parts I found were super funny. And the only parts that I didn't find funny, actually, were when the animated characters showed up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel, I feel like everyone watching the movie had the same sentiment. Yep, because that's the first <laughs> ten minutes doesn't have them. It's It's just a bombardment of... The dad is like literally a six-year-old, like eating <laughs> eating first cereal. Few the, the, were the, amazing. the first few seconds <laughs> <Yes>. were amazing. <laughs> yes, he's just like eating cereal, like he's just like I don't. I, he's a complete lunatic. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> I don't, it's not even that I he's don't stupid. Know how that, I don't know how that man is allowed on the streets. Can no. you imagine how much of an effective counselor he is? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, uh, of one of the episodes I watched of Reanimated, which we'll get to, out of Jimmy's uh, head, which we'll get. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, of out of Jimmy's head, um, he was considering becoming the principal of Jimmy's school, <laughs> and I'm just imagining what he would do to the students as a principal. Dude. The collective IQ would fall drastically. <laughs> think, think about what a relationship is like. His his wife is an astronaut, like presumably somewhat slightly intelligent at least. How does yeah. that relationship work? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Whenever he does stupid stuff, she just tolerates it. She's, ah, uh, he's just being him. Yancey, watch after the boys. <laughs> like, what? Uh, it kind of okay. feels like she adopted him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, he's a 50-year-old man. So but, I don't know how that would work. Is there any... That you guys can remember. Is there any jokes in this movie that are actually like funny jokes that aren't just funny because it's such bad writing. I mean, all of Tux's lines. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm... Tux is a penguin played by Tom Kenny, and his shtick is that he tells bad jokes. So imagine imagine writers who don't know how to tell a good joke telling a bad joke. That's... What's his catchphrase? It's like, zap, or something like that. Uh, uh, Zap us. No. I think it's zap, yeah. Zing, zap. Something Something like that. Zingers. (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll say... 
I think, I, and you know what? That probably is the one time that the movie was actually genuinely funny and on its own terms. When, after Jimmy gets hit by the train, <laughs> wait, wait, not, not that part. That part's funny for, for just the worst stupid reason. But after he gets hit by the train, his friend is like, oh no, Jimmy. Or no, he probably doesn't say that. He's probably like, you know, hey man, how, who's going to come to my party now that my best friend just got mutilated? Uh, <laughs> but the penguin, the guy in a penguin suit takes off the head and he's like, don't worry. The hospital is a real hospital and your friend's going to be all right. Zing. Like he delivers this dramatic speech and then he says the penguin's catchphrase. I think that was intentionally funny. Like that was actually. Well, then they have that slow motion montage with like that music where he's getting carried by the mascot. <laughs> yeah. And then like, uh, the, so the movie, the, the, I think the most frustrating thing about like all of it is that the story, none of, nothing is treated with any amount of weight. It's all like, mm -hmm. it feels like everything was made up on the spot. Like at a certain point, the board of Applegate Studios decides that Jimmy should be in charge because he has Milt's brain. Like, but they just decide this in one scene. We don't see a scene of them like debating this or like thinking about it or like, hey, how can we get rid of this crazy guy that loves a sack of money? Like, they're they're not planning this. It's just the one scene where they're like. They bring Jimmy in and they're like, hey, this is the kid with Milt's brain. And they're like, wait a minute, Milt's brain. That's how we can revive the studio. And it's just like, what? Like, even for a dumb comedy movie, you should still, like, establish this. It shouldn't just be, a like, a, a throwaway line that sets up the entire premise. And it's also that um, the villain of the movie is is uh, also another lunatic, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's the, he's the second most Bay. insane person in the movie after the father yeah um <laughs> can you pass the brain <laughs> gravy <laughs> uh, but but there's one scene at the end of it where uh he's essentially trying to murder jimmy twice but again there's no way to it no so jimmy was just about to die but they were handling like he was hit by another train <laughs> and just go about their lives again it's weird because like the sister tolerates it at first she's like if you just want to steal his brain that's fine and then, like, at the end, when there's actually some sort of, like, dire need to save Jimmy and and uh, and the girl whose name I believe Yancy. is Robin. Oh, Robin, yes. Yeah. Um, she, she suddenly acts concerned and, like, helps well, him. Well, that's – okay, the climax – I mean, I know we're skipping around, but the climax of this movie is the – it's the worst because it's – the movie spends this whole time th – this guy, he's basically – crocker like he's that level of insane he's talking to a bag of money he's like i'm going to get that brain he kind of reminds me <laughs> of a, an even hammier um count olaf from a series of unfortunate oh, events that's okay. that's who mm -hmm. i was thinking uh of course this predates the neil patrick harris version and maybe even the jim carrey version but anyway um the whole time he's like so non-threateningly comedic and yet, the climax of the movie treats him like he's, like, this serious bad guy for a second. Like, out of nowhere. It's just, like, dramatic music. And, and Jimmy goes to this dark, enclosed room, and he's chasing him around. And then, like, the climax is basically, he chases him. Jimmy dresses up, or he disguises, hides as, pretends to be Milt's, Milt. And Sonny, which is the name of Milt's son, you get it? Ha ha. <laughs> he's like, daddy? And then the cartoon characters like look out jimmy like that's his that's his contribution to the to the climax is that he just says look out and then yancey the alien zaps him out of existence she the whole movie her being an alien amounts to nothing nothing there's a joke about like do you have any powers like they do they do set it up i hate to say <laughs> but but 
her being an alien means nothing up until she can just magically get rid of the villain at the end of the movie. How badly written is that? Even the way Sunny was introduced, like Jimmy was in this gigantic right. ice chamber <laughs> and he was just like digging a hole or something. He was trying to <laughs> dig up his father's brain and now he's suddenly the main antagonist. <laughs> like uh, The first time I watched it, I legit thought he was maybe like a goon. <laughs> Or maybe, uh, like, an assistant to the main villain, but not the main antagonist, and certainly not an important role in the entire company. It's so dumb. Like, yes. The way in which he becomes recurring in the movie is he basically tries to oh, to God. to deceive Jimmy's parents, and then they basically say, well, because he was so deceitful, I guess he can move in. <laughs> so they just let a random stranger that just tried to deceive them move into their house. Hey, yeah, I, if he wants to steal his brain, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. We'll allow it. <laughs> we'll like, allow it. Uh, also, uh, there's a huge plot hole in the sense that, I mean, among everything else, is that, yeah, his Sonny's whole thing is that he wants he wants his dad's brain because he thinks that'll make him good at animating or, or something, um, <laughs> which is really weird when you think about it, that he wants to put his dad's brain inside him. Anyway, um, like, his whole idea, and so... He is excavating underneath a ride, which is like a frozen chamber. Now, we'll get to this, but this is, of course, all a big play on the urban legend about Walt Disney, about how his brain is, is frozen and kept under, I think it's the Matterhorn or something. It, it's not true. Pirates of the Caribbean. One of them. Anyway, yeah. um, he wants this brain, and so he's, like, hunting for it. And yet, and yet, th they give Jimmy the brain willy-nilly. Like, no questions asked. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I just happen to keep the brain with me. It's like, so... It's okay to give... I mean, I know the board doesn't like Sonny, but, like, why does Sonny not know where his dad's brain... Like, I feel like that's something... It, 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 none of this movie makes any amount of sense. Being, like, the sole surviving member of the family, you think he'd know where his dad's remains are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that might be uh, another intentionally funny scene in the movie where uh, he meets the surgeon and he says that he keeps the brain in a cooler... And just ha yeah. has it around him everywhere. He doesn't eat lunch because he has the cooler with the uh, his ex-boss's brain inside. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the way that they explain the brain transplant is so stupid, too. So, so yeah, Jimmy gets his brain transplanted with Milt Apple Days. And Jimmy is still Jimmy, but he can see cartoons now because he retains his personality gland. <laughs> I mean, if there's yeah. hey, wait, your personality is a gland. Hang on, I don't, this this also assumes that into it. this also assumes that Jimmy has a personality in this movie. Oh snap! <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> Let's talk about the characters and the acting. Uh, so yeah, the adult characters are like all over the top hammy. I mean, I don't like, I don't want to say that they're that, like their acting isn't bad. It's just the material mm. they're given is just stupid. Like that. Like you can tell that the dad and Sonny both like put a lot of energy into their roles. Right. So sure, yeah. Um, but the child actors are <laughs> horrendous. Okay. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm not, they're kids that it's not their fault, but there are people that whose entire jobs are to search for talent, like scout talent, cast talent, pick the right kids for the movie. And I don't know, there's this guy called a director who's supposed to like, I don't know, maybe like direct them and, and only stop until when they have like a take that they can actually use. I blame I blame those people. I blame the people that made this movie. I don't blame the kids, but yeah, the kids acting is they're awful. Um, Jimmy, he doesn't 
have a personality. And part of the, I mean, like, his character is that he's meek and that he's a pushover. So a part of that, like, it's just, it's a bland character trait to have anyway. But then when you have a kid who just doesn't, he doesn't seem all that invested with anything that's ever going on. Like, he seems detached from, like, he's reading off a script, which is what's happening. Like, right. Um, that, but he's he's probably the best of the three. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say he's the most tolerable of the cast, at least yeah. the the uh, child actors. There's Robin, his crush, who her voice oh. her voice is help help. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. And then also just the acting. Like, there's a point. Okay, so there's a point in the movie. Jimmy's just offhandedly like, I see cartoon characters, and she's like, oh, Come with me. I have a secret. Like. And it's like, what? <laughs> yes. But by the way, I acted that better than she did because it was like, I have a secret. Follow me. Like, that's that's how she says it. Um, that's also by far the worst scene in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I showed you the screen cap of my notes. It's just like, stop talking. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> she, she has, her character has a love of all Milt Appleday cartoons. But it's a secret because I, I don't know cartoons are for kids and that's gross, yo. Um, yeah, you know we're mature she's middle not schoolers. Kid. No, yeah. they're they're middle schoolers. They're cute, uh, <laughs> which but I like, don't buy for a second. She looks maybe ten. Yeah, yeah. She gets upset after later on in the movie. She's like, "I trusted you, Jimmy." Yeah, well, so she tells him a secret, but she the way she confesses it, it's like she's she. I don't believe it for a second. No. And and yeah, and the, her voice is not. I don't even want to say it's her <laughs> voice because that's that's mean. That's not something she can necessarily control. But at the very right. least, they could have, if if they if they needed someone who was gonna have to scream help, maybe pick someone whose voice isn't that shrill. I guess is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's Craig who, <laughs> well, I, I, okay, it's not. This isn't. This is no in no way the kid's fault. But this character is just the worst. This is this mm. is a trash tier character. Um, and we'll get to that. But the acting he also doesn't sound like he's really convinced in what he's saying he sounds like he's he's smiling and laughing because he knows half the lines he's supposed to say are ridiculous like like he'll be like yeah that's that's a good party yo playa like he'll say things like that and like the kid i think knows that it's like this is not how any human talks in in the mid 2000s uh or should be talking or at least unironically <laughs> talks so he's like laughing as he says it and it's just like oh his I mean, some middle schoolers maybe sound like that. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, but like the, okay, so the characters, like, his friend is awful. Unequivocally awful. The story is, the story is, Jimmy, when you take out the whole wacky cartoon effect and all that stuff, the story is that Jimmy is a pushover. He gets pushed around by his friend, hardcore. And then he has, gets a new friend named Golly who tells him to be more assertive and helps him be more assertive. Basically, it's Walking Small from SpongeBob. It's That's literally it. Um, but no, he he tells him to be more assertive, but then, oh, surprise of all surprises, Golly turns out to be a jerk too and a pushover. And apparently, Jimmy going back to abandoning his friend who was a, being awful to him is a bad thing, but then also, Golly's actions are a bad thing, and he should go back to that friend who was initially pushing him around. Yeah. I don't think there was any moral involved in this or making this movie. No. Because if if I was a kid watching this, I don't know what I would go out with if I was supposed to sympathize with Jimmy because he was pushed around by those closest to him. But then again, he also let it allow to happen to him even though 
Golly told him not to anymore, but then again, Golly was also sort of a bad guy, or at least in one scene, yeah. he seemed like he was. And then we also have Craig, who didn't or never felt like a true friend to him. No, there's not. That's the thing. There's not a moment of these characters where Craig isn't being mean to Jimmy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we also have the the, the true bullies who seem less like bullies and oh. more like people who are there to make fun of Jimmy, even though in one scene... They are very easily convinced to just go away. <laughs> yeah. I love that moment. Did you guys, uh, did you, Cosmo, did you catch, there's, and they're credited, there's a kid who brings in random animals to school. Nothing is actually, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it doesn't I matter, know. but it's just there. It's a, a joke, quote unquote. And then there's another kid who's barefoot. And that's the joke. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't get the barefoot guy, but I, I did catch a, a few random animals popping up on screen every now and again. Get it? Because there's an alpaca in the room? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Was the director's wife like a like an animal like wrangler or something? Yeah, maybe. Maybe like, like a zoologist. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I did read that uh, I'm pretty sure the production company that worked on this also had worked on That's a Raven and Phil of the Future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did read that, too. I don't even believe that, because those shows are so much better than this movie. <laughs> yeah, apparently a lot of writers on the show previously worked on uh, Foster's, which wow. I also what? refuse to believe. <laughs> well, I mean, Reanimated feels like the Bendy episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, oh, goodness, what else? So, yeah, the cartoon characters... Um, well, here, okay, so here's the problem with this premise in general. The, and, and this carries over and gets so much worse in the show... The cartoon characters can't do anything. All they can do is tell Jimmy things. They can't actually... They can interact with him, technically, by preventing him from doing certain things, but they can't interact with any other character. They can't influence the world in any way. So, effectively, they feel pointless in a movie that's about them. Like, it feels like there's more that they could have done with this idea or concept, but instead it's just... Jimmy just hears voices, basically. That's That's it. They don't really go into it either because there's that one scene in the kitchen where, like, they flood the kitchen and they throw, like, what is it, meat on the wall? Yeah. And, like, the dad walks in, but does the like No, he doesn't does see Does Jimmy it. float? N no, well... And, well, Jimmy starts cleaning it. That's the thing. Right, yeah. because Jimmy sees it, but his dad doesn't see it. I mean, I'm not, okay. I, I'm not trying to defend this movie, um, but <laughs> as, at least I know in the TV show, I'm pretty sure from my memory there's at least one episode where they break this rule and... The, the cartoons just interact with people somehow. I don't know. But hmm. but basically, like, it, it feels like even in the movie, which this whole premieres, it just wastes its premise. And then the TV show, which we can get to, um, it come like, it's almost, it's almost, um, irrelevant. Him seeing yeah, cartoon yeah. characters. It's, it's, absolutely. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the show and Sick Day. Um, so... I picked this episode just because off of descriptions, this seemed like it has to do with Golly World. It has to do with them riding a ride. Um, Jimmy pretends to be sick, whereas he gets a brain transplant, which, Monsters, you pointed out, he gets a brain transplant, but he's back to school the next day. Yeah, he goes to school the ne the, the day after he gets a brain transplant. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yet, when, when he pretends to be a little sick, his mom's like, oh, stay home from school. Like, that's that's a funny parallel between the two. I also yeah. don't remember the mom being that dumb, is what I was going to say, because he clearly isn't sick. The the dad, I can believe, but not yeah. the mom. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, much like in the movie, how the movie has this whole subplot with Sonny and Yancey that has nothing to do with, like, anything. Like, it's it's like they have a relationship previously established, but it's never actually established. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but in the show, 
uh, we get instead <laughs> Sonny and Jimmy's dad bonding, which technically is a reference to the movie because Sonny does have dad issues and wants a surrogate father. But like, it, 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 I don't know. It just feels so detached from everything else. So that's kind of like another parallel. Um, uh, so the okay, like. Where do you begin with with this? <laughs> so, guys, whatever, whatever happened to Robin? <laughs> oh yeah, um, I guess that's that's the place to start. Monsters, you didn't realize these were the same characters. I had to tell you this. Yeah, no, because they're different people. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how to tackle this, but uh, you know, there's there's a little difference between <laughs> Jimmy's friend and crush in the movie and in the show. Now, here's the thing: recasting them, hundred percent, the right decision. Mm-hmm. However, right. they decided to make them both be a different race, like an entirely different race. <laughs> and it's not like it, but they're the same characters. There's no, here's the thing. Like the, the show almost like ignores a lot about the movie anyway. Like it feels yeah. like if they were Sunny to just give him, again. yeah, give him a new love interest and give him a new friend. That's all like, yeah. but, but to, to, because it's like, they act differently too. It's not. It's not just that. Like, oh, they're different. Right? It's like they feel like entirely different characters played by entirely different better. kids. Yes. It feels like they they wanted to completely detach themselves from the movie, but didn't have the brain capacity to come up with new <laughs> names for the main cast. <laughs> yeah. This usually doesn't work this way, but I actually say that the acting and just the overall presentation and look of what they're showing us looks better and out of Jimmy's head than it did in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The acting is definitely better. Uh, Jimmy is, he's, he has a personality. Like he is so much more like an actual teenager. Like when he's trying to convince Robin to like blow off school and take a sick day, like he feels like an actual human instead of just a blank slate that the writers are telling to say lines. And that's because the kid's older probably. Um, Right. Cause uh, you know, time happens. But the other kids, um, you told me that the Robin is someone famous? Yeah. Um, well, back then she was just a child actress, but now she's like a hip-hop star named Tinashe. Huh. Yeah, with the hit song Two On, <laughs> oh. which I never heard before, but apparently it's really popular. The only things that I, I believe got worse from the movie to the show were the green screen because that is just awful and then also the animation i mean the animation wasn't that great to begin with in the movie because it was very clearly flash but like it's toned down even more in the show Uh, how like the cartoon characters aren't in this episode i mean they're in it but you could cut out every single line it wouldn't make a difference nope yeah they are the conclusion though so they have a purpose totally yeah Mm, no <laughs> uh, like uh, uh, the story is just as annoying well not just as annoying it's better than reanimated but it's got the same similar thing or same like issue where it's like so jimmy wants to convince robin to relax a little more and stop being so uptight because you know that's totally her character in the movie right um her, uh, that's a that's a trick question she didn't have a character in the movie <laughs> um <laughs> but like jimmy tries to convince her but like just the way she's like you know the way she kind of flip-flops back and forth over being responsible and not, it doesn't feel believable. It's just like, well, it's the point in the plot where I have to believe Jimmy and just let loose, so I'm going to do that. Oh, okay, well, also I want to study, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> it, it just doesn't feel believable. It kind of flip-flops. And yeah, the message at the end, like Reanimated, it's like, what is it? Is it to blow off school and relax? Or is it not to because they ended up in, but they didn't end up in trouble. It's just they had they were forced to ride a roller coaster for 48 hours, which sounds worse than getting busted for doing that. Right. Yeah, 
Speaking, speaking of which, is this is this the uh, is this like the precursor to Phineas and Ferb? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> their first episode. Mom. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness. Timmy and uh, I I forgot his name. Are building a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> not now yancy i'm in space <laughs> not sunny the platypus <laughs> hey where's mittens <laughs> oh goodness um yeah but like the the acting is better the story isn't great but it's at least it doesn't like okay the the show is better at selling the ridiculous stupid ideas than the movie. Like the idea that they built this roller coaster in the house, it's ridiculous, but they sell it with a few lines. Like they talk about how they had Yancy super strength or her boyfriend's super strength to carry it all over and they uh I don't know, like they looked up how to put it together or they had the cartoon characters help them put it together in terms of like the instructions. Like they give a few lines to justify it even though it's ridiculous and as far as at least the main plot, that's the only ridiculous thing that happens. Everything else is like they're at school, you know, they have conversations, whatever. It's not like they're throwing like, oh, here's a roller coaster in the house. And oh, by the way, Jimmy can suddenly defy gravity. And oh, by the way, Jimmy, well, I guess her boyfriend is a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that sort of popped up. And I, I think that's the first episode he was introduced in. Yeah, and so I, uh, yeah. I guess he kind of exists. I mean, they're both kind of odd well, compared to humans. <laughs> here's true, the thing. True. <laughs> here's the thing. The show, I mean, the movie was like this, but the show is probably even worse in this aspect of it. And this is what I said literally 10 years ago when I talked about this show. It wants to do so many things and it wants to shove so many ideas at the wall that it just focus on one. Focus on the cartoon characters that this guy can see. There's there's a lot of potential you could do with that, uh, especially if they were to change the rules a little bit about how the cartoon characters could interact with the world. Um, like, there's a lot they could do, but instead, they'd rather give you a werewolf and an alien and a robot and a guy that wants to steal Jimmy's brain and his dad is crazy and he's a guidance counselor and his mom's out in space. Like, there's so much premise that it's like, where's the actual story? Like, where's the focus? It's not like there's there is none. I will I will give the show uh, that they at least were somewhat capable of having a side plot. Like the the robot thing wasn't necessarily the focus of the episode, but at least it didn't fully detach from it. Right. Whereas in the movie, it it just lacked total focus, even though it just had one big plot and no real side stories. It worked better in the series, but it, it isn't perfect by any means. The robot thing is beyond me. It's just like, just because the dad isn't wearing his contacts, a <laughs> giant cardboard robot that speaks with a robot voice like this, he still identifies as Jimmy. Yeah. It's just <laughs> well, like, why? Listen, listen. The dad is better, at least in this episode of the series, because in the movie... They wouldn't have given him any sort of reasoning. It, like this, well, this literally happens in the movie. He thinks that Sonny is his wife based upon literally <laughs> nothing. There's no establishing scenes that cause a misunderstanding. He just believes that Sonny is his wife despite seeing them in the same place at the same time, multiple times. Mm -hmm. Also, this is a bit more of a technical thing, but whenever they transition from scene to scene in the movie, they use an outside shot of the house for some reason. Oh, but God, the transitions yeah. in the show, I think, are a lot better. They're animated. But but what, yeah. I, what I was saying was that the in, the in the show, at least they gave the dad the excuse that he swallowed his contacts. So they don't make him... I, I think they made him a little bit more intelligent, or at least the writing is better on him, I guess, on how to make him stupid. Yeah, I guess. 
Like I don't, I don't buy that, but that's a reason at least. This contacts are I don't <laughs> the, know, like... the the entire f- character is just flawed. I would just <laughs> yeah. rewrite the dad and most of the family. I'm fine with the mom and his sister. If uh, the sister were to be retweaked a little, that could work fine. But I would just completely get rid of Sunny and the dad, and we wouldn't have lost anything. Yeah. The show takes the stupid dad sitcom trope to the extreme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, I think, like, Peter Griffin and Homer Simpson would figure this out so much faster <laughs> than this guy. Uh, well, maybe not Peter, but Homer, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I guess let's uh, let's mention the comments that we got here on Discord. So from Chikorita Cheez-Its, we have, I tried watching it a few years ago to riff it for fun. And the only riffable thing was the scene where Jimmy got hit by the train. Everything else was like <laughs> I was losing brain cells. I mean, that's, a, that's a great scene. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I have to give him that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you could you could do like an hour long analysis of like, so Jimmy runs point blank into this train. The train is moving at two <laughs> miles an hour. Jimmy's trajectory goes like 45 degrees up in the it's air. Like zero gravity. <laughs> yes. Um, somehow his brain was the only thing damaged from the fall, which we don't see. Uh, there's no safety precautions around this slowly moving train. The some of the background extras look like they have no idea what they're doing. Like that, I I watched the loop for like not for ten hours, but for a little bit, and I was just like, it's like a game of just like how wrong can this movie be? <laughs> uh, sort of reminded me of that scene, and I think yeah, it was the original Sam Raimi Spider Man, uh, the <laughs> festival scene. Kind of reminded me of that in terms of the editing, where it was huh. just all over the place and nothing made sense. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, we also have a comment from Mia T. Toon, who says, uh, I don't think I want to see how the whole Out of Jimmy's Head series really is. After rewatching Reanimated a while back, just seeing how cheap and really low budget the whole thing looks, I hate uh, to see it be translated over the TV series. See, that's what I thought, too. But somehow they did refine it in the TV series. Like, it, it is, like you said, the transitions are better. There's better, the the, the acting I mean, is better. It's still not good. No. It's just better right right i mean i yeah. want to stress that out of jimmy's head is still an awful show and cosmo you watched more than one episode of this mm. <laughs> you poor thing <laughs> um all the actors you've seen up until this point is nothing compared to the principal character they introduce in one episode oh no i will say this what's he like uh it's a she and uh <laughs> remember the the math teacher from nets declassified um yeah yes yeah, it's basically that archetype taken to the absolute extreme where she has to be the control freak in everything but um, isn't capable of doing a job in any shape or form. But uh, all of the students take her seriously for some reason, so we are supposed to too, but she isn't established that way because she's just kind of there. And oh man, oh man, I... Yikes. I, I wish I hadn't watched that episode. I wish <laughs> you had told me before which ones to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, th- I, this, this franchise. Well, here's, here's what boggles my mind. Someone looked at this movie and said, we need a TV show of that. Who did that? Maybe it was Jim Samples. <laughs> Dude, I, like, how bad can you be at deciding things to pick that? Like... I don't know. Oh, um, apparently also, I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe you do, Cosmo. They added a laugh track to this show. They oh, added one. Yeah. They added one. After I'll, the fact, they added I'll, one. I was trying, I was uh, going to mention that, actually. Because in, in at one point, uh, they were introducing the uh, the roller coaster in Jimmy's house. 
And I think they added the wrong laugh track because it wasn't like one in awe or uh, one to establish Jimmy as the hero here. It's more like the awkward one you get maybe at, <laughs> I don't know, like Drake and Josh, where it was like, oh. Huh. Monsters and I watched a version without the left track. Right. Oh, you did? There yeah. was one? Well, no, that's what I heard. I heard that for the later episodes, they were just there, but they went back and re-aired the, the, the first few episodes with laugh tracks. Oh, wow. Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Uh, Why? Because it wasn't funny. Because it, like, legitimately. Okay, so all those excuses, all those reasonings of why laugh tracks are good or whatever, like all that stuff of like, it's like a play. It helps the actors feel, you know, give feedback. Uh, it it helps, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All that stuff is completely out the window when you add that entirely in post to a show that was not acted with pauses in it for the laugh track. How bad can you? So so the only the only reason the only thinking. In it, like, the only logic is that they added this because they wanted the kids to laugh and they realized the show was bombing. Like, there's no other justification. You, you so can't. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen a version with the laugh track, correct? Uh, I did when I was younger. I know I know what it's like. Oh, okay, okay. Because um, the thing is, it makes it even unfunnier. Because <laughs> yes. you're already wondering where the joke was in each scenario. And then you get the laugh track <laughs> maybe a second afterwards. And it makes it all so awkward. Especially when you have stuff like with Tux. When he already <laughs> delivered an absolutely awfully written joke, which, by the way, poor Tom Kenny. Worst Tom um, Kenny role, 100%, hands down. Definitely. Um, and then you get the laugh track immediately afterwards, which always goes on for too long, so you can't understand what the characters are saying. And, uh, God. Yeah, yeah, because that's it, because it wasn't made with pauses in mind for a laugh track. When sitcoms with a laugh track are, are made, the audience is there laughing, or even if it's made in post, the actors are still instructed to pause to leave room for it. But if you don't do that, that's why it looks so awkward when you take the laugh track out of like Big Bang Theory, because the, the part of the show is to have those pauses there for that. But if you take a show that wasn't ever intended for it and put them in, it's, it looks ridiculous. And by the way, why isn't this a, why is this a one camera sitcom? Why is this not a cheesy three camera sitcom? Because in a, in a stupid three camera sitcom, you can get away with a lot more stupidity. Uh, single camera shows are typically like a little more intelligent like they don't do laugh tracks for good reason because there's no audience there mm. <laughs> it's uh it's it's baffling um i just i want to go to disney world tomorrow and i want to get decapitated and i want to i want to be I, I want walt disney's brain and i want it surgically uh put into me by a bunch of certified doctors who are also mascots and then i'm gonna go to school tomorrow well can we, can we also like so it's based on the urban legend about Disney, but and this whole thing, this whole f- franchise is based off of a parody of Disney and Mickey and all that sort of stuff. But it's the worst satire. Like none, th- there's no, um, there's no commentary. Like, like if you're expecting, I mean, I, I, maybe you weren't expecting. I mean, with this movie's reputation, of course you wouldn't be. But there's no, a, no layer of like satire of like here's the things about the Disney Corporation that are funny or bad or or weird or whatever. It's just like here's this one urban legend about his brain. We're gonna take that and we're gonna just run with it. The thing is, all the cartoon characters you have, I don't get an immediate connection for most of them. No, like I get Dolly and Golly. And maybe the, the, what was it, a hedgehog and a pickle, which you yeah. see maybe once. <laughs> uh, but, but the pickle like the... which lives in his ear. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, 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 like, where does the crocodile come from? What is no, the well, connection? Where, who's Tux? 
Golly and Dolly don't even make sense either because, yes, like, they, they joke about, hey, I can't tell them apart except for the bow, even though they're wearing different clothing. Um, hmm. they, they joke about that, but Golly acts like Daffy Duck. He doesn't – he's a jerk. He's an egocentric monster in the movie, at least. Yeah, I think he, that was what they were going for, like, the complete opposite of um, the Mickey and Minnie archetype. But it doesn't work because it isn't the complete – opposite and they also don't do any commentary on it that's just yeah. the character and imagine a kid who doesn't necessarily know how a mickey mouse or Minnie mouse cartoon normally works watching this for the first time <laughs> yeah wouldn't you want to like let people uh, like kids sympathize with the cartoon characters and not necessarily the humans because you can't sell merch of those for example why would you make those the jerks? Why would that yeah. be your central focus? Why would you push those into each episode when they don't even serve any purpose? Well, and not to mention the just the horrifying, like, if you add realism to any of this, that, like, that scene in the kitchen where they're causing havoc and Jimmy's trying to, like, play it cool with his dad, that's Jimmy's life all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even even when the cartoon characters are try not like actively trying to sabotage Jimmy they're still being disruptive and we don't see them in every scene but Jimmy does they're they're always there they're oh, Jimmy oh, Jimmy will always be listening to two people talking at once like think about oh, that <laughs> I just realized this show is basically the fairly odd parents if Timmy wasn't able to see the fairies <laughs> and they were both like super jerks dude you're not wrong i mean Sonny is definitely crocker like his parents are both attentive idiots uh, sorry, unattended. Wasn't like one of the voice actors on the show Crocker? Didn't he go on to Car voice Crocker? Carlos Els Rocky, yeah, he uh he voices in the show only, I think, one one or two of the characters. Or he has a he has a guest spot on the show. Something oh, like man. that. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is something. Did you know the TV show had uh Shop Till You Drop's Pat Finn as a character? Shop Till You Drop is like a low budget game show. No. No, I did not. <laughs> That's that's oh also there was a 3D episode I remember that as a kid uh, is the I think it's called Ghost it's like one of the Halloween episodes and it was in 3D because they gotta they gotta cram every single gimmick oh also throwing this out there uh, this program's cast won a, a young artist award for best young ensemble performance in a TV series at least I it, mean, at least it wasn't for the writing I yeah, guess right. yeah I guess or the editing yeah well I mean you also have to give the kids props too for trying to act that writing. Right. <laughs> true, true. And uh, the, the new Craig and Robin, they aren't horrible. No, and, and Jimmy, I like I, I don't know. I feel bad for that kid. I, I think he could have had a career. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't. I don't think he's done anything since like 2009 <laughs> or 2010. The show just broke him. <laughs> oh, he, he needs to <laughs> hang kid. out with, with little Anakin. <laughs> yeah, he, he started seeing real life cartoon characters and whatnot. <laughs> oh no uh yeah yeah so yeah it was the entertainment studios that was known for even steven and that's a raven made the show i mean like the thing is yeah it's it's awful and and the only reason i've gave it so many compliments the show is just because compared to the movie which you would think has a better budget had more care put into it you would think you know it just it it is a big step up from that but still if you were to like even if you were to compare this to cheesy Nickelodeon shows or cheesy cart uh, Disney Channel sitcoms, it's still it's still bad. Like the jokes don't play. Like they just don't. I just want them to explain how, in the first place, Milt could see those cartoon characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh...
Yeah, no. Like, I, I don't like know. the the show is off. The show is still awful, I would say, and yeah. the movie is even worse. But even still, I feel like they could have worked with that premise. Like it isn't an awful premise, if it was uh, something like, say, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and uh, a mixture of that with the Fairly Odd Parents, and written well, and with Jimmy being more of a likable character now that the cartoon characters are in his life. Um, I feel like that could work better both because kids can now actually sympathize with him and relate to him and because there would just be more charm in the show because the one thing it was definitely lacking was charm because there wasn't yeah. one character I wanted to... Th I feel like that was supposed to be the dad and that was supposed to be Jimmy and Craig was sort of there and... There, there <laughs> is some, yeah. yeah, there, there is some potential to be seen, but nothing of it is fleshed out, and it's just sort of frustrating. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's one question before we wrap this up. Do you think, because uh, I saw this thrown around on TV tropes, do you think this franchise, the movie and the TV show, would be better or worse if they had used, uh, characters that Turner has the rights to? Because theoretically, they could have had, like, they could have had Dexter, they could have had. Fred Flintstone like they could have they could have put actual cartoon characters and then at least at least the movie would be like well I'm, I'm curious like I'm I'd be more curious if these were characters that I cared about or was interested in I don't I don't necessarily know that the movie would be better but it would be more interesting I think what what do you guys what about you guys I think it would be far worse because <laughs> I agree. they would I think have, it's better off as its own thing. They would have yeah. ruined so many franchises at once. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Did you guys know that Paul Rubens was Golly Gopher in the movie? Oh no. No. Paul I didn't. Rubens. Why, dude? Also, um here to throw us out there, Neil Flynn from Scrubs, who was doing Scrubs at the time. Yeah, he was in the, the movie. janitor. That was yeah. that was cool. I liked him. Ugh. I liked him for the two seconds he was on screen. <laughs> but, like, why was he in this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, and also, it's so cheap that Tom Kenny had to play a live-action character and a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. Like... And I, th I feel like most of the boardroom staff uh, were other cast members or maybe even, like, people working on the movie. Mm, like, in another and... in another movie, that would be, like, a clever, like, nod or Easter egg, but this just feels lazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Isn't, like, Apache. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, so... Final verdict out of Jimmy's head episode was better than reanimated, but still pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seems about right. I mean, <laughs> it does make me wonder if the show had actually... No, it... I mean, uh, theoretically, any show could get good if it goes on long enough, but, like, it's just... They, they really, really threw too many ideas at the wall, and they didn't know how to do a live-action cartoon. Like, that's just the that's just the truth. They don't know how to do it well. There there are... I've seen live-action cartoons. Like, I mean, like, uh, the patchy segments of uh, early SpongeBob, that's a good example of a live-action cartoon. Like, they did a good job with most of those. This is not that. And it, it goes on for way too long to be tolerable both in the show and the movie well that's also because patchy isn't interfering with the cartoon itself and if they were to do it where it sort of like leads into the cartoon segments maybe it could have worked better because uh then they aren't interfering with jimmy's life as much because the way they wanted to set up the premise was that they were a part of it and improving it but now they just seemed out of place and <laughs> yeah sort of a burden on him even yeah, they're just there to offer commentary on the situation and are just, they're not funny. 
Like no. And they're not entertaining, and they like you said, monsters. They're animated in Flash, and it shows. They're they're animated in bad Flash. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's. I don't know, man. There there was there was somewhere in here an idea that could have worked at least as a movie. I don't know that this concept would work entirely as a TV show, but. Uh, but yeah, no, complete complete trash. Uh, you know, hey, listen, if you get some friends together, maybe watch the movie once. But otherwise, under no circumstances could I recommend watching either of these things. Yeah, this is not something to be taken seriously. Just grab some popcorn and try try to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> try basically. To... <laughs> oh goodness, it's it's not a try not to laugh challenge. <laughs> try to laugh. <laughs> Uh, okay so to close us out here i have a little trivia game i made for monsters and cosmo so usually we'll do reboot or original uh you know i'll name a description you gotta tell me if that but this week that's not really gonna work uh since the movie only has one story so instead i picked out a few episode descriptions from out of jimmy's head episodes and i made up a few of my own and you guys have to tell me if these are real episodes or fake you each get one point per yep now cool Cosmo has a little bit of an advantage because maybe maybe one of the episodes you saw will be on here. I don't know. Mm. All right. I literally don't know any of the plot stuff. <laughs> well, you, the idea is that you got to decide if this is if this is the level of ridiculous the show is on, or if this is the level that of ridiculous that I could think of in my head. Okay. Uh, out of, okay, out cool. of my head, out of Pi's head. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, we'll have uh, we'll have monsters answer first. So. Robin organizes a fundraising event at the local skating rink, and in hopes to win her over another skater, Jimmy learns to skate while Sonny gets a new job. I mean, in the movie, we saw mid-2000s Skater Boys, so I'm going to say that this is an episode of the show. Cosmo? Um, I feel like an ice rink is too specific to be an original idea. Uh, I feel like that's from the show. Okay. Well, I mean, it'd probably be an original idea for the show, but... Yeah, yeah, I, I just both, meant... <laughs> you're both yeah. correct. Uh, okay. Also, we, we, yeah, we didn't mention it, but the movie is filled with obnoxious mid-2000s, like, punk rock songs. Yeah. <laughs> Even the theme song, yeah. Animated. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The TV show has a better theme song. Oh, wait, no, what's that one song that's in it? It's like, this is gonna be my greatest day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember oh, that. All right, round two. Jimmy decides to become a mime to impress Robin. Meanwhile, Craig gets bitten by Yancey's werewolf boyfriend. <laughs> I want, I, I want, real. I want that to be real. Answers? Not real. No, not real. Dang it, you're both correct. <laughs> <laughs> the last part threw me off. Maybe the first half, but not the second. <laughs> well, how many times does her boyfriend appear in the show? He's, I think he recurs after this episode. <laughs> for what it's worth from my memory of watching the rest of the show as a kid i'm pretty sure this is one of the better episodes like i i have heard people mentioning the whole roller coaster indoors bit because for what it's worth i mean at least it's not the worst effect like maybe it is i don't know all right <laughs> okay so golly wants jimmy to dress as him for halloween but gets jealous when he u- dresses as tux instead i think that's real mm, i don't think that's real Cosmo is correct. That is not real. Yeah. Uh, that, that sounds that like something seem... Golly would do. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that doesn't seem too specific enough. Mm. Like, there, there would be a B-plot with Sunny, maybe. Right, and, right. Yeah. All right. And I don't think he would t- dress up as Tux. 
<laughs> no, no one would dress up as tux. No one would dress up as. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Jimmy becomes wary of his dad's growing friendship with Craig. Elsewhere, Croco and Yancey connect. Who and Yancey connect? Croco, the crocodile. Uh, I'm gonna say that's not real because Yancey can't interact with the cartoon characters. Cosmo. I'm gonna say it's real, and they are just breaking the rules for one episode for no reason. Ding, ding, ding! Cosmo is correct. Really? Oh my god! So, that, so that's the episode. Yeah. Now mm. I don't, I don't know if they actually break the rules or if it's a stupid storyline where like Croco is just there and can't interact with Yancey. I, I can't decide which is worse, like breaking the rules on their own format or just having an episode where two characters have a subplot and don't interact in any way. What if she's just dreaming? Oh. <laughs> uh, last question: Monsters, you can never win. Just throwing this out. Okay. In life, you can never and win. In, and, yeah, in general, <laughs> right? Well, you're stuck on a podcast where I make you watch episodes of Out of Jimmy's Head, so <laughs> I don't think anyone's winning here. Yeah. Um. All right. Craig and Jimmy devise an over-the-top stunt in hopes of one-upping an internet video star. Elsewhere, Robin looks for. Sorry. Elsewhere, Robin works with Jimmy's dad. Um. Again, this is the mid 2000s when when YouTube kind of grew to prominence and it was made um, by the people some of the people who worked on fosters oh yeah bluetube <laughs> um whatever I'll, I'll i'll just say out of jimmy's head i guess that's real is what you're yeah real about? cosmo mm, i'm sure i'm gonna say it's real but it, it might be a similar premise yeah it is real cosmo got every single one of them right Okay. Wow. Cool. Good job. Congrats, man. Mm, See, yeah. it's good. It's good critical thinking skills. You know how you know how I think in terms of writing these plot synopses. You knew the one was fake because I didn't include a subplot. <laughs> true, <laughs> but 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 I don't think that's a true feat in life. <laughs> <laughs> you officially understand the the brand of stupid that out of Jimmy's head and reanimated produce. You you can, you can tell it apart from stupid things that I make up. That is a feat of of human achievement. Stay tuned for worst to best out of Jimmy's head episodes. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, his are collab. We'll we'll do every episode together. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, reviewing would be out. the easy part. No, watching it. There's, there's episodes that are lost <laughs> just from oh, the yeah. Wikipedia description. <laughs> like I don't know. We can, we didn't get really to the best ones are lost. <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll just pretend that we watched them. No one's gonna we'll, care. We'll remake them. <laughs> we'll get we'll get like uh someone to do like stick figure drawings for the animated characters and Whoa, 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 too much work. Too much work. <laughs> uh all right. Well thank you very much for being on the show, Cosmo. This was great. Yeah, thank you, Cosmo. Yeah, thanks for having me. Don't ever have me again to watch out of Jimmy's head. <laughs> I'll gladly be on again, but like anything else. <laughs> All right, monsters, we're bringing them back when we do the end night Shyamalan last time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're uh, officially blocked, Pie Guy. <laughs> Good All work, right, everyone. Cosmodor drops call. <laughs> uh, you see, you just need to cut me out for the rest of the episode. <laughs> you're just a cartoon character in in my head. Oh yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Just animate me on screen. You're not hearing anything of me. Just... <laughs> yeah, actually, as a, as an on as a an avant garde podcast decision we made, we made it so that only I can hear Cosmo and monsters <laughs> could not hear him this entire discussion. We per- we fooled you, didn't we? I just hear things. We got yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the first visual podcast without audio. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Fuck air rolls out. See you guys. Kids, don't forget, brush and floss three times a day and don't stay out in front of a gorgeous sunset. <laughs>